0: You can't create from last. You can't create when you're oriented to life that way. When you're in life right now, you feel like loving you back now. All of a sudden, it's so much fun and the synchronicities are out of control because everything that's a match to your frequency is going to line right up with you.
1: Hey guys, it's Kathy
0: Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. We have such a good episode for you today. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that our retreat is filling up. We are doing another retreat in September in Florida. Kathyheller.com slash retreat. If you want to grab a spot and join us there. And I also want to mention to you that we have so many people joining our meditation membership. If you'd like to be meditating with me every day, if you'd like me to send you a 10 to 15 minute meditation that will help you change. The rest of your day and help you design from this quantum realm, moving into the mechanics that really rewire your subconscious program. You can go to kathyheller.com/slash membership and join it. It is $10 a month. You can cancel at any time. And I have a feeling it will really serve you in the meantime. So, speaking of meditation, I want to play a coaching session where we do a meditation. You can get a taste of that content that we offer in the membership. But this session is going to address how can you get yourself into a consistent state of a higher, elevated, feeling good vibration and feeling the lightness of your being. And how can you tap into your potential and the available expansion in the moment? I think it's such an important topic. Let's get into it. Here we go. How's everybody feeling today? Nice to see you guys. So happy. So good. So we're going to begin with the meditation and then we are going to do an exercise. We wake up and we don't realize how much we're held apart from what it is that we actually need to know, from what it is that we actually need to feel and see because our mind has rehearsed the past. And so we have this almost like a film over our vision and we cannot create a future from the past, right? And from being unconscious and from being in a trance. And so when we start to shift that, we get so much energy And then we just move and we go, I can't believe it. It's just happening and I didn't have to figure it out. It's like, yeah, it's not about figuring it out from this place of ego, from this analytical mind. It's about moving out of that place completely and just moving aside everything that's keeping your energy blocked. And so when we are unaware, we don't, we don't even realize how much we want to be liked and how that is keeping us in a place of inaction and. As soon as we have energy, we move so gracefully because we're unattached to the outcome. We're just playing. We're having fun. We're already having a party. It's called being inside of our own state of being. And now it doesn't really matter what we have to figure out because we're already there. We're in this, we're in this place. We're already there. All right. So we're going to do a meditation. So I'm just going to invite you to close your eyes. Let's get present. Let's find our way back home. Let's find our way to all the potential that exists already right now. Let's find our way to where we can clearly see, where we can move into a state of being that seals like we know it should seal. So close your eyes and just take some breaths. We forget to breathe. Let's just breathe. Let's breathe together. And just be present with that breath. And if your mind wanders, just gently, you be in control. Just gently move your mind back and focus your awareness on breathing in and breathing out. And with every inhale, you are just breathing in that fullness of light and love. And with every exhale, you're breathing out what does not serve you. And just like that, you start to feel how much more is here, how much more energy, how much more vitality, how much more beauty exists, just like that. And you start to shed all of those programs. You start to set down all that limitation, all that lack, that lack, that game of lack, that in order for you to feel good, something else has to shift outside of you. No, You're the shift. In order for you to feel good, you just find your way home and find your way to this part, to this centered place, to this part of you that is not, not this story. It's not this physical body. It's not this past identity. It's a part of you that's bigger than your name, bigger than time. It's timeless. How good does it feel to float there? beyond time, beyond space, beyond the conditions of the Newtonian linear separate illusion world. Uh, We just start to be and our mind is now ours. Now you are the mind and your body is responding. Your body is so happily drinking in yeast and it's affecting every cell of your being. And your body so happily is feeling calm and coherent and all of a sudden your body is right into creative mode because reception allows you to see, to perceive what's actually here for you to sculpt. And you start to play and design and create just with your vibration alone. You start creating things that are coherent in this field and you start to meet up with the loving energy all around you, the mystical transcendent force that is always, always present. And from this part of you that is so much bigger than the script in your mind, than what you tell yourself you're capable of, than what you tell yourself is close by, this part of you, it's non-local. It time travels. It moves. From this place, What? is the most intoxicating, delightful, delicious now reality that you want to meet up with. What would it look like to play full out, to fully be alive? How much abundance of energy and life force would you be swimming in? And what would you be doing? And how gentle and at ease are your shoulders? And who are you with? And what are you eating? And where are you? Where are you walking? With every step, gratitude. Every step, a mystical, transcendent feeling. With every step, wonder, play. The unknown, unscripted, untraveled, unpredictable present moment. How good does that feel? And you can shift into this parallel universe through frequency alone. And so you're changing. You're tuning, tuned to a different station now. And right now, as you sit here, changing your energetic vibration, you move into a different reality. It's the consciousness. It's the frequency that moves you through the door, through the portal to this other place. And you are cooking it up. Sustain that. Feel that. Keep the water on that boil. Turn it up louder. How much more joy can you conjure? How much more of a mystical experience can you be open to? How much more wonder? How much more play? How much more freedom are you allowing in? This is what abundance feels like. And as you feel this way, generating. So she's being dropped like seeds into fertilizer. You were dropping that into this infinite field, planting seeds with these thoughts, the vibration that comes from the thought because energy makes matter. What experience are you having when you shift your vibration? What are you allowing in when you surrender the ego? There's nothing to prove. There's no one to impress because it's all oneness and it's all here I tap into right now. Memorize this feeling so you can find your way back to it over and over and over many, many, many times a
2: day. We're going
0: to take one more breath and when you're ready, you'll open your eyes. How does that feel? Isn't it amazing? how much we can tap into. And so often, right? Total bliss. It's like, if you know you can feel that way, why would you wait for anything to give you permission to feel that way if you know you can feel that way right now? Do you know what you just did for your biology? Do you know what you just did for your heart, for your cells, for inflammation that's going on somewhere in your body? Do you know what you just did? You turned off the chemical drip that was creating that inflammation. You just turned it off, but you didn't just turn it off. You put in oxytocin. You know what that does for your body? Do you know what that kind of oxytocin, that's not fake dopamine. That's not a drug from a like on your Instagram. That's fueled. That is pure. That is like the best organic green juice you could ever get your hands on. Why would you live a life where you wait you cross your arms and you just wait and you look at life and you say, you better do that for me. I'm not giving that to myself. Who is that? Must have a status, sadistic person. And you wouldn't give that to yourself every day, all day. You can't handle feeling that good all day? Why? Oh, because we're addicted to feeling like shit. Because we love suffering because the chemical feels so good. That cortisol. Yeah. And then what we do is we just prove it to ourselves that we don't have any access to feeling good. And all the abundance is on the other side of a pile of things. That's where that feeling you just got, that's where it lives, right? No, because then the feeling wears off and you need a new pile of things. You need a new car, you need a new dress, you need a new vacation. Because it's lack, man. That's what lack feels like. You need more. It's only craving. That's called separation. Separate from source. Separate from the stream. You want to live that way? Go for it. Do it. Won't make you happy. It's endless, endless craving. You want to create, create from coherence. You create from something that feels old. You create from an energetic that is intact because it's intact with the oneness of what is. This field is invisible. And Einstein was able to show us that it is here, whether you want to be a part of it or not. It is here. The whole world is made of energy and your energy is going to be reflected and you're going to create from that place. So let's keep that going. It feels so good and you know it's right and your soul knows it's right and your cells know that it's right. And so from that place, what we just did, it was the best thing you could do to create in your business. That was the best thing you could do to create in your marriage and your life and your relationships, that, that work that turning down the resistance and turning up the reception, turn it up, turn it up, right? If you can perceive it, it's real to you. So turn up your ability to perceive love, to perceive connection, to perceive creativity. That's it. That's the path to abundance. It's immediate too. The universe is so generous and is so fast. It is so immediate, right? So I want you to use this piece of paper And I want you to brain dump. I want you to just word map. I want you to whatever comes to you in this vision of what you just saw, you were forecasting. And as you forecast it, you were dropping into this other parallel universe. This is what it means that there's a multiverse. The multiverse means there's all different wavelengths. There's all different frequencies. And if you want to move into a different reality, you don't move through the the personality you've been, you move through consciousness, you move through frequency. So if you want a more abundant reality, you got to boop, move that tuning up, right? And you open the door, you open the portal to a reality that already exists, but you join it by a different frequency. It's all energy. It's like, it's like looking at an orchestra. This instrument's out of tune, okay? So there's no harmony with the other pieces in the orchestra until this instrument gets into a different frequency. Now there's tuning, right? And all you get back is what you put out. So those two guitars, I showed you that. You take two guitars, this one, you play the C string. The other guitar is the C string that vibrates back. Why does that happen? Because that's science. Because that's how it is. You're going to get the echo. So if you want a different echo of a reality, you're going to play a different note. You're going to play a different frequency. So we want to just cast it, cast it through thought, through the feeling, right? want to conjure that. So I want you to take a sheet of paper and whatever are the best feelings that you can reach for, the best thoughts you can reach for, everything is here. Everything is connected. I'm planting the seeds with every thought. I want you to just put these things down and then I want you to put down words or images that help you see and perceive what it is that you want to design, Okay. Good work. Does anyone want to put in the chat what you are finding? What words? What ideas? Is there one thing? Was there three things? What are you feeling? What are you seeing? Is it just this image of a girl on the beach with a sundress and sun-kissed shoulders? Is it a word? Is it an affirmation? What was in there? Creating a safe space. creative. Yeah, you're so much more powerful than you know. Right, you can tap in to what creates worlds, which is energy, love, ah, wholeness. Right, it's intoxicating. All of a sudden, you're like, "What am I going to do?" You know, what I'm going to ah, this, and you just get led to these magical, serendipitous synchronicities over and over and over. It's uncanny. It's so easy. It's so easy when you move from energy, when you move from ego. It's just like molasses. Everything takes so long. Doesn't work. You got to push. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep figuring it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. You don't have to figure it out. You just got to feel your way through it, right? You feel your way through it. All of a sudden, you just become like this lightning rod for energy, for thought, right? For this frequency. Next thing you know, you just have so much running through you. And I wanted to say something today about what it is to move in the world. And we talked yesterday about codependency, right? Talked yesterday about what would you do? What would you charge? What would you say if you didn't need to be like. But another thing to, to be thinking about is how does that affect how you show up at all, right? Like so often there's this fear around being visible, right? Am I enough? We're thinking about the ego. This ego gets in our way and really, you know, we're just here. We're not here to protect ourselves from other people. You know, it's not about protecting. It's about projecting. When you come from a place of generosity, it's all good. It doesn't matter how people perceive you, right? You could be visible because what's satisfying to you is just being present, showing up with the generous part. And You're all worthy to be generous, right? You don't need that person. You don't need them to co-sign. You don't need anything. It's like, how would you be visible today? Who would you be visible for? Especially if you were aware that people are in their resistance sometimes and they're just trending on something that they got stuck on, some thought of comparison, some thought of lack. So if they perceive you that way, there's just a hologram of where they're at and that's okay. You know what that's like. We've all been in that place, right? We're not going to judge them for having that same experience that every human being has. And really, it's all about creativity is just generosity, right? So it gives you this freedom. It's like, could I affect six people today if I showed up in a certain way? Could I Could I maybe make a difference for four people if I created this piece of content or if I just played with this idea of having this gathering, whatever it is, you know, or, or is there somebody I could just reach out to who I haven't talked to in a while just to say, here's a picture I just found of us. As thinking about you, right? Like the satisfaction for your soul, it's so easily satisfied with that stuff. And it just is a reframe. It's not about how am I perceived? Am I enough? That's all ego. That's egocentric, right? Abundance comes from us. I just want to give this out. I want to offer over this energy. And when we start to do that, we start to let ourselves play. And there's very little we have to figure out. It's just about showing up with presence. You show up with presence, the words will come. The whatever creative thing is supposed to happen, it'll be even bigger than what you thought. We got to be available for something so much more than the mundane dreams that you thought you had. You have such mystical dreams. Your soul's really wanting something so much bigger than you thought you wanted. So I'm reading now some of your comments. And releasing and feeling lighter and appreciating and drinking in the sunshine and dancing. Yeah, and this is just the beginning. Can you imagine how your life would change if you did this every day? Can you imagine 80 days of this? Can you imagine what thoughts would occur? How much more peace you'd feel? How you'd shift, how that would shift your life, how that would shift your relationships. How you would start to create something new because you'd be... In the present moment, you wouldn't be rehearsing the past. You wouldn't be rehearsing a predictable future, which is really just more of the past. You'd be here in the moment. How would that change your life? What would be different if you could feel this good? If you could give yourself the gift of not waiting to feel good, but to feel good and not ever waiting for something to give you permission or make you feel good. Because you're not a victim of what happens or what doesn't happen. You get to give this to yourself. You get to allow yourself to come into something coherent. Magical momentum, breakthroughs, magnetism, unstoppable. Of course, you know, that's true. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, but what it takes is setting down the addiction to suffering and it is a real addiction. It's not just a theoretical idea. Cortisol is actually addictive and our minds, we've practiced it We've rehearsed it. So it's there every day. You're going to wake up and feel that abundance is somewhere other than where you are because your mind will tell you that. It'll tell you that you are your body, your story, your past. And you're going to have to become conscious and you're going to have to feel into how much more is here and this connected, invisible, yet very real energy that is the universe itself, right? And from that place... You're now in the now where all things exist, all desires, all beauty, all energy, it's there. And now you start to feel good and now you can create and you can create and you'll just want to keep creating. There'll never be an end to how good that feels. I just want to add Colleen to see if there's anything she would like to say as we are closing out this experience today.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, it's just such a gift, Kathy. And You may have had different ideas of what this was going to be about. What would we come here to talk about? And is it going to be posting on Instagram? Is it going to be hashtags? Is it going to be how I'm going to improve my sales copy? What's it going to be? And Kathy said this earlier in the week, and I want to echo it back again in front of you is that 99% of the strategy is energy. That's where the strategy is. And we want to feel like that's not the case. We want to argue for all the reasons why our reality is not how we prefer it to be. And that continued fixation on that point is exactly why it's not right and so there may be a part of you going like we just meditated every day right but by now you know but how i felt every single time we dropped into that space is almost beyond words and the lightness and the levity that you feel when you can be in that coherence it's like someone wrote in the chat a moment ago, go like unstoppable right that's the space that creates so much ease and so much momentum where we do collapse time and space right when we do move where we can show up and actually be in service to people, right? Because when we show up from a space of fear, when we show up from a space of we're worrying what people are going to think or what's possible or I need this to be the outcome, what other people are experiencing on the end of that isn't something that they want to hop into, right? Cause they can feel the stickiness. They can feel the heaviness in that. And we all just want to feel like how we feel when we do these meditations, right? We want to feel that lightness. We want to feel that connection. We want to feel that ease and that reminder of the truth of who we are. And That's really all you have to give people. And when you can get in the moment and you can be present in the moment and you can just share generously from your heart space of what you are enthusiastic about without insisting on what needs to happen on the other side of that moment, that's when you really free yourself and then you give other people the opportunity to say, I want to feel like she's feeling. I want to spend more time around that. I believe that she can help me because there's something inside me that gets awakened by seeing her in that resonance that makes me say, this is where I need to be. So. You can watch this back over and over again. I recommend you do every time you watch something, you listen to something, you're going to take different nuggets and nuances away because there's been so much that's been packed in here and make a commitment to yourself, right? That this practice of coming into coherence is not something that is just going to stop. You've got these meditations to go back to. You've got this information to stay in. And when you make that your focus and the fun and the play, everything will change.
0: It's so true. It's, it's uncanny. You know, it's beyond words. And as you even said that, I'm sure some of you, as she was saying that, were like, yeah, I did expect to learn about Instagram. Right. And Colleen and I thought about that. It's like, I do have a business and we do use social media and I do have a checking account and we do have like a team and team meetings. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's structure in place. It has nothing to do with what's actually bringing abundance into this world, into our world, into my life or Colleen's life or zero, no power. There's nothing in it, nothing, nothing. It's empty, right? Um, It it really is about everything we just talked about. And I was telling the the women who were in the VIP for AEA, we had our, we, we were in the process of it. We have these like few days where we're just together, just all of us in the VIP and I was saying to them earlier that I'm writing, I'm writing a play right now. And it's just so much fun to write it, to be in the process of like writing a play. And it's very meta, right? Because as you're writing a play and designing what goes in the play, it's just like you do your life, right? It's just from a place of consciousness. You cast the play. What's going to happen in the next scene? What's going to happen next scene? But I was saying to Colleen and to the girls today that I only had the idea to even write this play. I came out of a meditation a few days ago, or I guess it's now a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, you know, I have all these songs that are about sort of the way in which I started to uh, show up in the world and understand things, right? And I was like, I'd love to take those songs and put them in something. I was like, What if I wrote a play about this girl, this nine-year-old girl called me who started to come out of the matrix and, you know, fell in love. And then that was like the most scary thing she ever did and how she's just learning to inch by inch, get closer to letting herself be loved, which is so much harder than being successful. You know, for me, like rewriting that program to tap into this abundant field, that was easy. That was like a piece of cake compared to um, really the hardwired attachment things that I've sort of been navigating. So I was just telling Colleen how much fun that is. And she perceived very like kindly, but also very accurately. She's like, and you're not worried about what theater it's going to be in or who's coming. I'm like, I don't even care if it gets put up. Like, I just want to write the thing. you know what I mean? I just want to be in the process. And I feel like that's what happened with the podcast. I had just had my third daughter and I had been writing music for almost 10 years at that point. And I just had this idea I had been saying, and my husband said to me, he's like, wherever we go, you say to people, but what do you really want to do? He goes, you always ask people that question. He's like, maybe that's a podcast. Like, what do you really want to do? Because it is uncanny. I would always do that. I was like, that would be so fun to just have a podcast to just do that. Like, let's just do that. And to me, it was like, I didn't even think about or consider, is it going to make money? Is it going to ads be sold? What's going to happen? Who's going to hear it? How many downloads? I was just like, just that would be just so much fun to just like talk to people who like gone through the process of allowing in more cool things in their life. I'm like, I would love to carve out time in my week to have those conversations. And I start getting excited and the enthusiasm starts to be felt. And then people feel my enthusiasm. And next thing I know, it's like this giant thing that completely changes our life. And my husband is literally retired. He doesn't have to work because I've started a podcast. Like what? And nobody even knows who I am, right? It's like, I just found out about this YouTuber my kids like who has 25 million Instagram followers because he's a big YouTuber. I'm like, I've never heard of this person. It's like, the world is so big. There's so much abundance. There's so much room. You know, there's so much. It's just endless. It doesn't matter. It's silly almost that we would go in thinking it mattered because all that matters is the fun of it. Right. And so I say those two examples. I have a zillion of them, but it's like every fun thing always comes in the easiest whisper. It's just like, you know, it'd be fun. And then it comes from this pure place of I just want to be a part of it. It doesn't matter the outcome. I'm unattached. And that's when you're just right now. It's not, you don't have to be patient. There's nothing you're attached to. It doesn't have to happen a certain way. You're just enjoying the moment. And the more you're enjoying that moment, your own enthusiasm, your own energy, what you're generating, it's so alive that these really cool things happen. And I remember talking to Brian Grazer, who started Imagine Entertainment with his partner, Ron, Ron Howard. And he told me, like, all he would do, like, it was the simplest thing. He would just have lunch, like, set lunch meetings with interesting people. And so he was having lunch with this guy who was an astronaut. And as they're having lunch, there's never an agenda. He goes, I never go in with an attachment. I just want to, like, explore. I'm just curious. He's like, I'm the most curious person you've ever met. And that curiosity is so satisfying because when you're curious, this is what Malcolm Gladwell told me. He's like, I'm so curious that I can just get enraptured with any topic. And then my own my own excitement around how curious I am, I just can't help it. I write these books. I don't care who reads it. But then, of course, they become bestsellers because he's so curious the whole time. He's not even a psychologist, right? He's just a curious dude. That's all he is. People are just, they love those books. They think they swear by him. Oh, Malcolm Gladwell came up with 10,000 hours. Like. He does his research that he found, right? He's just got the enthusiasm. He he's just curious. But he's not concerned about what the outcome is. And so Brian Grazer said to me, He would just set up these lunches. He'd just be so having, just so happy to have lunch with interesting people and just unpack each person. Each person's like a Christmas gift. He would say, like, what's in your story? I just want to know. And this one astronaut and him are having lunch. And at the end of the lunch, he's like, Oh my God. Apollo 13. That's an amazing story. I never knew that story. That's crazy. That's crazy. And he takes this conviction for this lunch and he walks into a friend's office and he's like, you think we could raise money for this? I think this is a movie. And they're like, yeah, it's a movie. And then they just sold conviction to all these people. Like he goes, Cap, every movie is a startup. Every movie is me taking my passion and curiosity and go, don't you think this is a story? And then we raise $59 million in a day. Like that's how it happens. Right. And so. He's like, it's just so fun. Like when you're unattached, it's always cooler than you think it's going to be. It's better. He's like, if I would have gone into that meeting and I would have had this pressure, like there's got to be a story here. Because a lot of times he has these meetings and nothing comes of it, right? And it doesn't matter because it's making him happy in the moment. And so all the abundance comes from being in the abundance of the moment itself. Not that it's a means to another end and the abundance is over there. That's lack. You can't create from last. You can't create when you're oriented to life that way. When you're in life right now, you feel like loving you back. Now, all of a sudden, it's so much fun and the synchronicities are out of control because everything that's a match to your frequency is going to line right up with you. So who are you going to get to meet? What experiences are you going to get to have? What things are you going to create? How easy is it going to get to be, right? And that's where all the abundance is anyway. It's never about the money. It doesn't matter. It's the fun and who you're spending time with, what thoughts are in your own head, how forget traveling to Europe. Where are you traveling in here today? You know, It's not about the trip you take. It's the trip in here. And that's what you want. right?: Yes, you're all of your potential and your power. We're just tapping into that. It's so good. The last thing I will just say is, just remember that our mind is a place of habit. Right. We create neural pathways. And so if you don't take a shower, it doesn't mean that because you took a shower last week, you're going to stay clean. Right. You got to keep it going. If you stop drinking water, it won't matter that you drank water for eight days last month because your body needs to keep that hydration going. And so your mind is never a vacuum. Right. It's not empty. It's just going to keep filling itself with what's familiar. And so we have to become the mind. We have to become conscious. We have to become awake. And so there's so many ways for you guys to keep plugging in, but there's all different kinds of tools out there. And some meditations work better for others than other people. And so mine might not actually be the one that works for you. And that's perfectly normal and good and fine, right? We live in a democratic world. You can choose what works best for you, but find the one that works for you and don't force yourself into one that doesn't because you might be going on to Insight Timer or YouTube and listening to meditations. You're like, this one doesn't. I don't know, for whatever reason, the person's voice or the, what they're saying, because people will will use the same word meditation for all different kinds of things, right? And it might not work. But I what I am saying is, just like you take a shower and just like you drink water, this has to be a thing, right? We need to be directing our attention. We need to be awake. Oh, otherwise we will go unconscious. And then days go by and you didn't create because you weren't present. You were in the past and you only can create Right. When you are here, when you are coherent, when you feel whole, because as soon as we feel whole, we start to feel creative and our energy itself starts to cast a beautiful vibe into the field. So please make that commitment to yourself. Like it's almost crazy to think we could feel that good meditating together and then decide, I'm not going to give that to myself. I'm going to be too busy for that. I'll be too busy to make time in my life to feel good. That's the program. That's the program keeping you apart and keeping you back in lack and leading you from ego, right? From the separate little identity self that you want to just keep holding on to. No, this person that you tapped into this week, she's soft, she's relaxed, she's expansive, she's at ease, she's powerful, and she's a magnet. She's having such a good time being in her own state of being, being in her own company, that she's generous. And she's creative and she becomes a magnet. And for that to happen, you need to go back to that and keep rehearsing it and memorizing it, enjoying it. And you will be transported into that place. So that is the best tool we have for moving into a different now reality, which is already happening. But you just get into it through consciousness. You move through it through frequency. It's not about what you do. It's about how you are. And that's how you'll show up in a totally different life because you offered a totally different vibration. It's all frequency. It might be invisible, but it's very real. And I encourage you to keep studying science because the more you see it, there's no scientist who will tell you that there's not this invisible, infinite field of energy. Like that's all that the world is made of and everyone knows it. But whether you are aware of it or not is up to you. And the more you're aware of it, you will think of yourself as separate and you won't put so much energy into what doesn't have energy. You'll put energy into what does have energy, which is where you really start to feel it moving through you. So anyway, we really enjoyed this so much. It was a really lovely experience. And I just appreciate how receptive and open you are to tapping in. And I look forward to seeing all that you're going to create by giving yourself the gift of your own presence, of your own actual attention. Right now, I want to share a coaching session with one of my students, Susie Lula. She's done a ton of work in spiritual psychology and human transformation. And she's actually one of the people who introduced me to one of our awesome guests, Dr. Shafali. They actually run an online holistic community together. But she came to us because she felt like she was projecting some of her old scarcity and lack mentality onto her husband. And she wanted to see if there was a way to release that heavy energy. So, Really, I want you to make sure you listen because there's a surprise guest at the end and it's such a beautiful moment. Let's take a listen.
3: Hi, Susie. Hi, hi. Hi, everyone. Also, my question is, I am aware that I am still in a place where I am projecting some of my old black stuff onto my husband, who is also here. So I'm aware of this. My intention is really to break out and break through into my next level of abundance so that I'm not continuing, but I'm just being honest because I feel it in my body. I don't do it out loud like he and I have an amazingly great relationship, but it's in my own mind. I know I'm projecting. I know a lot of the things intellectually, and I'm still experiencing it in my body. So my question is, how do I continue to like, release it out of my body? It has a lot to do with like, Kathy, I think you are the very first woman that I have ever heard in my lifetime. It was, you know, sometime during the podcast course, where you said, I love seeing women make a lot of money. Like, I love talking about money. And What I loved about hearing you say that was because as I've gotten to know you, what that really means is how you're really talking about consciousness. And so I just really like how you deliver, but I've never had role models of women, especially my mom. So I'm interested in like your story about your mom how you freed yourself to be in a different kind of relationship with her than you used to be. Or I've heard you talk a little bit about your marriage and how you were able to move your consciousness into a different way to relate to them. Does any of that? Yeah, I mean, that's so enough? cool.
0: And I do. And Colleen said that to me the other day. She goes, you know, people love when you say that you love to watch women make money. And I really do. Because to me, it says so much about your consciousness and your point of alignment and what you're allowing in and It's the path of most allowance. It's great. Why would we not want to receive? Why do we want to be not in receptivity? That doesn't make any sense. So yes, a 100%. I love that reflection. Give me a, um. what goes across, you know, like on the newscast? What's one of the thoughts that you just, let's just get it. The thought that goes to your husband, is it, why are you not making more money? Or is it, why are you spending so much money? Or what's the thought that comes through?
3: It's not, why are you not making so much money? I guess it is that. But what it more is, is like, why do I have to be the one carrying the boulder up the mountain? That's what I thought you were going to say. I I want you to say it. I want to be one of those women who's like, I'm so happy I get to do this. I'm so happy I get to contribute in this way because I do make money easily, but... I feel like, why am I the one bouldering up the hill? And I don't like that about myself. And can I also just say, really paradoxically enough, I absolutely love what I do. I love every second. When I'm doing it, I never have that feeling. Ever, ever, ever. Which is why you're so good at it. It's, it's crazy. And then it's like the Charles Dickens. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Because then I have these thoughts. So anyway, back to you, Kathy. It's
0: so good. And your your energy is magic and beauty and yummy. And you're just going to keep painting. This paintbrush is just going to keep producing money because it's all a vibe. It's just such a vibe. That's probably why Colleen clicked on you because she felt that. It's fascinating because it's the bouldering up the hill and wanting to set it down. And it's that relationship we have with rec- receiving. Like, mm-hmm. It's this feeling of like, at what point do I stop allowing myself to receive? Can I stop? Can I stop? Can't you just take that over? It's fascinating because there is no boulder being pushed up the hill when someone is actually making money, making money, printing money, like that's how easy it is. It's because you literally just turned on your receptivity, so why? the thought that you have to boulder up the hill for it is what's really fascinating. And then what you do is you get angry. Like, why are you not bouldering up this hill, right? But we don't know how inside of a relationship, we don't know who's more aligned with that, right? And we don't know exactly what does he bring to you that allows you and your oneness as a couple to actually deliver what is to being delivered. Like it's all cosmic because it's all energetic. You know, my husband... Is not the provider anymore. He's not the one who goes and makes money, but his love, his consistent loving presence in my life has given me the untangible elixir that has allowed me to do what I'm doing. Even recently, we were talking to someone, Colleen and I, about like our team and architecting our team. And she's like, what does Colleen do? And I'm like, this, this. this. she's like, but what does she really do? And Colleen was, we were talking about it. And Colleen's like, I think that she was having to answer it. And she's like, ultimately, I think I give Kathy, I think I bring her a sense of peace. And I was like, she's right. That's probably really what she's doing. Even though she's so good and so fabulous at a million concrete things, that's Mm -hmm. probably what she really does. So it's very hard to deduce and break apart what is in the intangible, what's in the ecosystem, what are you drinking through osmosis that's allowing you to do what you do? How much does he play a role in that? It's hard for me to say, right? And there are other times where it's not cool. There are other times where that's not true, where somebody might be there and you're actually pushing against that person and that person is not adding to the equation. Like, one size does not fit all. Like, I don't know everybody's relationship and there's a lot of dysfunctional relationships, but that's not the relationship you're speaking out.
3: Not at all. Uh, Of course. Not at all. Like he is so supportive of me. So I'm so aware. That's why I wanted to ask because I wondered if you ever went through any kind of transition, if you've ever had that feeling. 100% all the Mm -hmm. time. But I know that comes from me, from my mom. I know it. It's like segregated. Like she always felt like, and she was an incredible being that actually also made a lot of money, but she also always lived in such a martyred place of like, oh, I'm having to do it. So I get that it's energetically connected to her. And I'm- Oh yeah.
0: I had so much of that. And my grandmother used to say to me, you should always have your own bank account because men will leave because my dad left. And there's a history of that Mm -hmm. in my family. So- there was a whole bunch of those things. And also, I think sometimes when I've had that thought and my husband and I have talked about this, it's coming from a place of me actually realigning and saying, just because there's an amount of abundance pouring through right now, whatever my receptivity is, you also have a portal to abundance. Mm-hmm. And where is that for you? Yes. And so what I realized was my resentment was partly because of just the story I was told, like men should do that because that means love. And if they're not doing that, it means that you're being asked to do too much. And it's like, well, this is the easiest thing. I've been. Making money is the easiest thing I've ever done. A lot of other things are hard. Fertility treatments were hard. Marriage stuff is hard. Letting somebody make me a dinner is hard. Making money for some reason that has always been easy for me. So I started to look at, you know, ask different questions about it. And I said, oh, I think part of it is now that you have not had to be working for the last four and a half years and our life just keeps expanding. Where's the expansion that you have? Where's your own relationship to expansion? Is it going to come through charity work? Is it going to come through running a marathon? Is it going to come through a yoga teacher training that you do just for your own edification? Is it going to come through writing? Is it going to come through being with the kids? What is it coming from? And I realized that's the energetic match that I want. It's an energetic matching. It's not necessarily that he has to go out and make a dime. It's that he and I are both in this path of receptivity that I'm not holding where he's afraid to receive. And that was a little bit of the breakthrough where he was like, that I kind of get that. Because at a certain point, once I was making so much money, it, it, did, it did feel a little punitive for him to go get a job because the job would pay so little. Why? It doesn't really make sense. But then when I said it's an energy, I want to feel you. I want to feel that mm-hmm. you also are mm-hmm. not outsourcing the fact that you have a hard time receiving. I want to see your receptivity. I want to feel you opening up your palms to God, to this universe, to the forces that come through everything about this life. And I want to see where that turns you on. And I want to see you turned on. And I want to see you tapped in. So he started doing comedy and he started doing his thing. And now he's doing some other things on his own. He's kind of doing his thing. And that to me, that's abundance, right? Yeah. But the bouldering up the hill is really fascinating because... That is a story for the ages that we've all been taught. Money is hard-earned. Money is this. And then you can have that little thought, which can be really dangerous, right? It's like a beautiful cake and a fly on the cake. It's Mm -hmm. one little fly, that it ruins everything. One tiny little thought like, if money is a chore and I'm the one who has to make it, F you, right? But you're like, But in my reality, that's my mom's story. I actually love what I do. Money is coming through being actually very much in my feminine. All I'm doing is receiving. All I'm doing is having fun. All I'm doing is showing up, doing what I love, and money comes. So is it a bouldering up a hill? No, it's not. But is it that I think on some level he's become comfortable not receiving because I am? I want to talk about that. Because we both have access to ideas, and fulfillment and creativity and a flow state. And so that's to me, really juicy and that you energetically want to feel that polarity, that masculine and feminine polarity that like, while you might make money, you're still allowing him to be your guy. Right. And what do you need in that way? It's like you need the knight in shining armor for other reasons. You know, like I had an astrologer say to me, my friend Susie Moore, she was like, this astrologer, I had never met with an astrologer. She's like, I'm booking you a session because this woman is so good. So she bought me a session with this woman. I was like, okay. And she read my chart. She doesn't know my husband. She doesn't know me. She doesn't know what I do. She promised we're up and down. I don't know anything about you. And she said, I'm reading your chart. And just so you know, your husband made an agreement that he'd come into this life just to be your protector so you can do your big job. You have a really big job to do. And he decided to, Volunteer for the mission to do every single thing he could to take care of you so you can do your job. And I was like, that is get on accurate. Like he gave up all of these things and he's thank God. Sometimes I used to say, why don't you have this passion identity for your work? And he's like, you really want that? You think you'd really want to be married to the guy who's like, we need to be in Houston tomorrow night. We're flying here. You can't do that. I need you over here. No, 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 put on that dress. We're going to this cocktail. I'm like, hell no, I don't want to be that person. That would be hell for me right? Instead, he's like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? I've got it. I'm here. I'll take the kids. I got this. I got that. How do you want to spend the money? What do you want to do with it? Great, great, great. It's like, how awesome is that? That's just some food for thought. Colleen, do you want to weigh in on that?
1: You and I have talked about that so many times. Yeah. Susie, it's just so good. And thank you for not only just your vulnerability and sharing this, but the beautiful awareness that you have of this dynamic and its presence and the level which you can already see it. I think the thing is, is like, it's interesting because there's a part of you going, because I feel like it's so hard, I don't see where more could come from, right? And so at at its core, there's a scarcity. As much as you are bringing this in, there's still Mm -hmm. a scarcity layer in there. And so then we want to push that off and go, well, it has to come from somewhere else because if I feel like I'm at capacity. No way, I'm not going under. Someone else needs to like do something. And that's the part where we want to catch that. And like Kath is getting at, unpack that belief and look at how Are we maybe perpetuating some of that hardness, the difficulty, the overwhelm that doesn't actually need to be there so that we can realize, oh my gosh, it can flow to me from an infinite number of ways that I can't even imagine right now. And maybe, who knows, like your husband might be one of those sources, but maybe he won't be. Like Kathy says, maybe he has another way of being in purpose in this lifetime or a way that he supports you and what you're doing that when he really stands in that, like you love that, right? But that's really the key piece is going, oh, okay, how do I back down from choosing to tell the story that I'm bouldering up a hill? Because until we put that down and we look at what can you stop doing, you don't actually need to be doing, you won't allow in more.
3: Yeah, that's actually really great. What you're saying is, I think what I'm hearing you say is like at the heart of it, there's still a scarcity story. So that's really great. And I think why I wanted to ask the question, right? Because at the end of the day, I also want to segregate myself from having a scarcity story. So yes, yes, all of yes to all that. And I think you're you're right. I think in my own self, I'm like, well, I put it off on him, too. He needs to. And so this kind of ties back into what you were saying, Kathy, that is just like, really, I have never thought about it this way. He's walking in. Are you, have
4: you been listening? I have been to listening to just accidentally. I would like you to <laughs> well, you
3: might as well just come on in. So, this is my husband, my core Husband. Um <laughs> She's so cute and she loves you. I know. I just... I, I know that. I, I do because... So I'm going to go back to what you were saying, Kathy, that just like I've never heard anybody say this and it just so spoke to me. Like, I'm projecting like money onto you. But what I really love that you said is like, what I want from you is just to continue to expand your own sense of receptivity. And I think that's what sometimes scares me is like, where are you at in your own consciousness? That's why so, I'm
4: doing this class. I
3: know. So I have to tell because Kathy doesn't know this. So you guys are the cutest people. Can everybody put a heart emoji on your screen? Because the fact that this man
0: is sitting here in front of all of us, yeah knowing that she was just being so honest. First of all, that speaks volumes to the level of intimacy you guys have. And he is so, the beauty and sweetness that's coming out of his face is just the most delightful thing. And yeah, all we were doing is kind of, you know, wrapping you and her up in love and just being so aware of how magnificent your relationship is that you, that she's even in this place, speaking this way, living what she's doing. And yeah, she just loves She loves love and she loves the two of you so much. She wants to see you continue to feel as expansive as possible. And so she's just rooting for both of you in that way. And she is calling herself on her own crap yes. when she's taking herself out of her joy by looking at something she has no business looking at. It's just an old tape.
3: Yeah. And the thing that you don't know, Kathy, is so when you did the AEA, like the free launch week. Yeah. Well, that's during the time that we go hiking in the morning. Yeah. So I just said to him, hey, do you want to listen to this? Because I don't want to not listen to it. And then, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, all in. So I'm thinking you were just doing it for the like the five days. So somewhere along those five days, you he came to me or you came to me and go, I signed up. I'm doing I'm the golf course. Can you be a
0: mascot? He's yeah. the cutest oh, person. What's your name? What's your name?
4: I'm Jamie. Oh my God,
0: I love you and instantly. I'm like so excited that you're a part of our community. That's yeah. so sweet.
3: The other reason I I have always told him about you since I met you in the podcast course is because Jamie's a singer-songwriter. Freaking amazing. <laughs> and, and so I loved hearing your story, even though I came to you because of a podcast. I love hearing your story that you're a musician and you learned how to license music. And I just think, he learned how to license music, like the world needs to hear some of his songs are amazing. So there's all these synchronicities and different, you know, connections, and it's all coming together.
4: And Colleen said something yesterday that...
3: (laughs) We're not always like this.
4: I'm sorry. Colleen just framed something yesterday.
2: Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Because of my history about my story and finding the gifts from my story rather than Looking at what's been done, what's happened, and it was just like a like a game changer, and everything that I've been getting from the five days, and then doing the homework, and the way I beat the hell out of myself and stuff, and I'm just I'm so grateful to be here, and so grateful, and I was like, all of a sudden, why choose by myself? (laughs) So I'm grateful to be here, and and uh, grateful to both of you, and grateful to my beloved for turning me on to this, because I also ready to expand and receipt because I know that I give when I do what I do. And we talked about it on the walk this morning. My father quit life by 62. And I feel like I'm getting started. I'm just getting started. And I continue to write, continue to be, and I'm finding more curiosity in my life. But part of it is this course. I need to go find some tissue. So thank you guys.
0: that was so unexpected. Wait, wait, please don't leave. I'm literally bawling. And I want you to just see this, Jamie. This is not the tears that they're crying. Yes, this happens to be a room filled with mostly women who are extremely compassionate, but that's not it. It's um, You are touching us so much because to see this kind of love, this kind of man, this kind of goodness, this kind of... Quality is so healing. It's so beautiful. And as Colleen said to me the other day, she goes, I put that in my in my vortex. I tell the universe, I want that. I want that. And there's, it's such a mic drop. And, you know, we were talking, as we always do, about how we think we come for a pile of stuff. You know, we all think we come here for a pile of stuff. That's what the world tries to sell you on. You get the better house, get more money, the pile of stuff. Right. That's it. And I always say, like, we have such bigger dreams than that. And what we really want is the feelings. We're here for these feelings, There's this feeling of love coming through our heart, this feeling of an open heart, this feeling of creativity, of music, of create all that. And it always comes in the unpredictable. It always comes from yeah. something not in the pile of stuff. And what you just did is you came on this call and it was unpredictable. And it's the most beautiful, delicious vibration And that's what we're all searching for all the time. And we couldn't have predicted it. And you just opened your heart. And yes, like that story you just said, it's so tragic because he had so much in him and he could have continued to explore that and extrapolate on it and and pull it out. And you're not going to let that happen. And Colleen knows, like for me, as much as I love talking about all of these things, there's something that. I talk about business, but not from the sense of business. It's about your purpose. It's about your creativity, because I feel like all of us have these gifts that we want to mine. And without mining them, we feel we're just we're aware that something in us is collecting dust on a shelf when it should be seeing the light of day. And so I love that you are starting to really wake up to that. And you, your consciousness is more and more and more and more gaining steam around that. Because Ed Sheeran said, you know, he wrote all these songs and they were so bad, but he had to write his way through those songs to get to the beautiful songs. And Harry Connick Jr. said to me, he goes, I just say to my kids, give yourself something to edit because you make the first thing, but that's never your final draft, but you start it. And because you have the courage to start it, of course you're going to make it better. And then eventually it becomes something that it gives back to you. You make something you could have never made. It's something bigger. There's the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Something, some magic happens somewhere on that keyboard and it makes you, it writes its way through you. But that only comes from having the courage to mine for that gold and the miners get dirty. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the courage is. And so. All of us are so moved by you and your relationship. And Susie, Susie was like glowing and she was like, it's my projection. It's my mom. It's a story. You don't know how good our relationship is. And Susie, we get it. (laughs) We see it. And it's so beautiful. And it's something we all aspire to way more than a pile of stuff.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, in my warehouse. Yeah. That I did my visioning board, uh, you know, I started to do a house and this and that. But in the whole center of it, it just says love myself. And then something that Colleen said yesterday, it's like I expounded upon that. Find the confidence and the curiosity and the bravery and the courage to just continue to create and trust that it's getting to where it needs to be. And it wasn't about stuff. Just wasn't about stuff. So thank you guys so much.
3: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I mean, Kathy, you just gave me a huge epiphany. It's so synchronistic like that you would be here because I realize now that boulder, I've been saying money, but the boulder was, oh gosh, I don't want him to shut down on his life like his dad did. And the boulder of like carrying a person who shut down to their lives. And that's the heavy part. So that just like, talk about mic drop. I'll just carry that for the rest of my life, you know? So, yeah, thanks.
4: Thank you, guys.
3: (laughs) So beautiful. I was
0: just saying to my husband last night, I said, because his dad owned a bookstore and his dad died unexpectedly in 1987, because what happened to bookstores is they got crushed by big bookstores. So his dad had this little indie bookstore and then Crown Books basically there was no way to compete because they would buy things lower cost and sell them. And there was just no way. So literally his dad shut the bookstore and then he died and it's like really sad. So I said to him yesterday, maybe you should open a bookstore. And he goes, but no one buys books. And I'm like, well, what else could we do with it? And he's like, well, what if everybody just brought books? And it was like a place where you didn't, the store wasn't up buying the books because so really nobody is buying books there. They're buying them on Amazon. And I said, so what if it was a place for creativity, like open mics and stand up? And then, but there was this library of books and people would take a book and give a book. And we were just talking about, wouldn't it be just so fun because we both love people so much and we both love seeing people be creative because when we were all four years old, that's all we wanted to do. And by the time we're 14 and 19 and 30, we're wondering why we're so unfulfilled. And it's like, is all you're doing is thinking about this one problem called I need more money. And then the way you want to solve it is to do with the things you don't like. Of course you're unfulfilled. And it's like, where's the creativity? What happened to the part of you that just loves to play because you have gifts inside of you and you want to make things and share things and connect with people or even just witness other people in their creativity. Like I'm not a good potter. I love watching people throw pottery. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just watching people in their gifts, whatever yeah. their gift is. Even if your gift is like solving puzzles, my sister-in-law, is. she's learning to be a car mechanic and that's her gift. She's like five foot one, little girl fixing cars. And like, that's so freaking cool. Like, I love that she loves that. She likes puzzles. She's like, this is the coolest puzzle in the world. And it's so much money. So I'm like, you're going to work, work in a shop. And she's like, that's what I decided I'm going to do. I'm going to go work at a shop. It's like, when did we decide that life is on someone else's terms?
3: Well, if you guys open up the bookstore, he can come (laughs) sting. I'm already seeing it. It's already done. And I'm thinking it into a thing. I'm thinking it into a thing.
0: (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much. That's so great. Thank you so much. How beautiful was that? Well, I want to say a huge thank you to Susie and Jamie for letting us share this with all of you. Susie even gave us an update on what's been going on. And this is what she said. Kathy, thank you. That conversation was so filled with synchronicity, magic, and power. Since that moment, I have not once felt like I am pushing a boulder uphill, not one time. In fact, I feel light as a feather. Jamie and I are doing great. You were spot on. It was really about him stepping into his own creative power, which he, me, and we are doing full on. So much love and light to all things, Team Kathy. Oh my gosh, Susie, I love that so much. You and Jamie are extraordinary souls, and it's such a gift to know you both. You can give some love to Susie on her Instagram at Susie Lula. That's S U Z I dot L U L A. And Jamie's on Instagram at Lula, Jamie, that's L-U-L-A-J-A-M-I. And here are the takeaways. Number one, it's not about figuring it out. It's about moving aside everything that's keeping your energy blocked. As soon as we have that energy, we're unattached to the outcome and we're just playing. We're having fun. We're already having a party. It's called being inside of our own state of being. Number two, if you want to move into a different reality, you don't move through the personality you've been. You move through consciousness and frequency. So if you want a more abundant reality, you've just got to move that tuning up. You open the door, you open the portal to a reality that already exists, but you join it from a different frequency. Number three, when you come from a place of generosity, it doesn't matter how people perceive you because what's satisfying to you is just being present, showing up with a generous heart, and we're all worthy to be generous. Number four, you have to be available for something so much more than the mundane dreams that you thought you had. You have such mystical dreams. Your soul really wanting something so much bigger than you thought you wanted. Number five, all the abundance comes from being in the abundance of the moment itself. When you're in life right now, you feel life loving you back. All of a sudden, it's so much more fun and the synchronicities are out of control because everything that's a match to your frequency is gonna line right up with you. Number six, we think that we came here for a pile of stuff, but we have such bigger dreams than that. What we really want is the feeling, the feeling of an open heart, the feeling of creativity. All of that exists, but it's in the unpredictable. Number seven, give yourself something to edit because the first thing is never your final draft and because you have the courage to start it of course you're gonna make it better and then eventually it becomes something that gives back to you. But that only comes from having the courage to mine for the gold. Thank you so much for listening. I know that you have so much going on, so I'm just so grateful that you're here. There are so many awesome episodes that are coming up, so please make sure that you follow along on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening, follow along. And if you feel so inclined, if you feel like this show is helpful, if you feel like it's inspiring, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Let a friend know, text them the link or post about it on your Instagram. I'd love to see you at my retreat in person. I'd love to meditate with you for three days at the Boca Raton Hotel. So you can sign up at kathyheller.com slash retreat. And the last thing, if you want to be a part of the meditation membership, you can get meditations from me throughout the month. Just go to kathyheller.com slash membership. It's $10 a month. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you soon.
2: Where the heart is